It's so great to be with you all today. We, um, I'm just going to start out by saying the, the vision of Resonate Life Church is to love God, to lead, love God, live whole, and lead out. And before we moved here, almost exactly a year ago today, which is wild, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, Seeds of Truth, when I was praying about taking this job. And so the mission of RL Kids is to plant seeds of truth into the heart of every child so that they can love God, live whole, and lead out. And so that's what we're doing. And it's just one of those jobs that we come and we do every week. And I have, I'm standing up here by myself today, but truly it takes a village. I have an amazing team of people. Actually, if you volunteer in RL Kids, would you stand up? Even the student volunteers, it's like half the youth group, half the room. Stand up, stand up. Yes. Could not be up here without everyone standing out here. So thank you guys. And I don't know if you noticed, but all the kids were greeting today. We had kids that wanted to help with hospitality. They help, they're helping usher. They're back in the sound booth helping. They're everywhere. We, we really took over. You might not have noticed, but it was a little bit more chatty today. So um, when I was praying about having a chance to talk to you guys today, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? That's how I start because I'm not a professional speaker. So I'm like, what do you want to say? And I'll just say what you say, and then it'll sound great. Um, Because if you leave me up here by myself, I get in trouble. And do you know what he said? Do you want to know? Okay. He said, don't check out. Don't check out. And it was actually a reminder for me because he said that to me two years ago. I was doing the dishes Anybody ever hear from God when you're doing the dishes? I hope so, because we're doing a lot of dishes. Have you ever, this is, I'm rabbit trailing already, and I just started. But you're like doing dishes, you're like, am I going to do these same dishes for the rest of my life? Like, that's when you need new dishes. (laughs) Anyway, it's a rabbit trail. Okay, don't check out. Two years ago, he said that to me while I was doing the dishes, and I'm going to explain that more to you in just a minute. Can I have my Bible? I'm sorry. No, the other one. Yeah, the bigger one. Okay, Deuteronomy. If you have your real Bible, raise it up. I like real Bibles. There we go. You guys all get tickets. All right. We're going to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. It'll be up on the screen if you didn't bring your real Bible. It's fine. All right, there we go. I'll just read from up here. It's bigger. Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 2, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God has directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them, your grandkids, may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. We're skipping to 6. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. All right. So that's Deuteronomy 6. That's a lot, right? But what's one of the words? And I need answers because we ask questions, and I actually want you. It's not rhetorical. I want you guys to answer me. Okay, even the kids. 
What are some of the words that you heard say over and over again in just that short verses? Anyone? Don't check out. They already got it. They already got it. Door frame. Command, right? Commands. These are the commands. These are the commands. Tie them on your hands. Where else? What else? Write it down. So it's kind of everywhere, right? And what I hear, we, one of the things that we do at home is we listen to the Bible recap. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's awesome. It's on the Bible app. And you read through the Bible like in a year, but it guides you. And then she does commentary and it just helps break down what it means. And when you're reading through the Old Testament, especially Deuteronomy, it's like over and over again, these are the commands. Don't forget. These are the instructions. Don't forget. Remember over and over again. And then you go through all the kings and all the kings, it's like, well, they, they did what their father did and they forgot the commands of God, or they remembered the commands of God and then they forgot them. And it's just over and over and over. It's talking about each person that was leading and whether they obeyed the commands of God or not. So I think it's kind of important. Deuteronomy, just a little fact for the kids in here, is when God, uh, Moses actually repeated the law. So kids, raise your hand if your mom has ever had to repeat yourself to you. Okay, yes, all the hands go up, right? Moms, raise your hand if you've ever had to repeat yourself. So here, God is actually repeating himself to tell them, by the way, again, these are the Ten Commandments. These are the commands that I'm giving you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Remember, you could even put in there, don't check out, right? Okay, good. You all are with me. So in RL Kids, every week we have a big idea. So here's our big idea. You ready? We're going to say it together on the count of three. One. Well, I'll say it first for anyone who can't read. Don't check out. Say, don't check out. Check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth. Okay, if you remember nothing else today, that. All right, so let's say it again. Ready? One, two, three. Don't check out. Check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth. Okay, now I'll tell you what that means to me. So two years ago, I'm doing dishes, just that one time. <laughs> Sorry. And... That's what the Holy Spirit said to me because I was just in a season of my life where it was hard. It was hard. So I don't know if you know that I have three kids in like secondary and then I have a five-year-old. And there's a spread there. I've done all the things. I know what to do. I know what to do, you guys. I read it. I know it. But sometimes all the things hit at the same time and it just gets hard and we get weary right? We get tired. And then you're maybe even doing the right things, but it's just taking forever to work. You're like, why isn't this working? It's not clicking. They're not getting it. They're not listening, right? And I just, I got tired and I started to check out and not like completely check out where, you know, how he's like, go this way. Don't turn from it to the right or the left, right? I wasn't like running this way, okay? Because we can check out in certain areas of our heart, or even our mind or our life, but the rest, no one would ever know. No one knew that I was checking out. Nobody knew. They're like, oh, you homeschool. And and I'm like, checked out, right? So the Holy Spirit is so good to say, hey, don't check out. 
Check in with me. I will help you. He's our helper. He's our comforter. He teaches us everything we need to know, right? So he's just saying, don't check out, check in with me, and I can, I can help you. And this is for everyone in this room. I'm, I'm gearing this towards parents in a way today because our kids are in here and that's what we do. But we, none of us get to check out. Kids, you don't get to check out. Uh, people who've already raised kids, you don't get to check out. Single people, you don't get to check out. We all have to check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth. So how do we check in? I'm glad you asked. All right. We obey. Say obey. Obey. We train. Train. We pray. Pray. All right. So we're going to skip right to that middle word in there because that's the one we like the most, right? You like training. Obey seems hard. Pray takes a long time. Train sounds fun. We get to do something. At least that's how I work. I'm like, oh, I get to do something. All right. So we're going to skip to train. I brought this train set with me today. Do you like, we like visuals in RL Kids. So what is this? It's a train, right? Who likes Thomas the train? This is Donald, though. This is Donald. So when I hold this up, I want you to think of a scripture. What scripture do you think of? Train up a child. This is our memory verse, guys. See, you're already there. Okay, so we're going to say it together. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old... He will not depart from it. All right, are you going to remember that? Every time I hold this up, you're going to say it. All right? All right, so then we do it, right? We get on it. We're like, okay, kids, this is what the Bible says. I'm going to stick you on this track. This is the right track. I'm going to train you up in the way you should go. All right, we're going to school, home, we've got to go to church, we got to get all these things in, the right things in, right? And then you're like me, and it gets hard, and then you add more, more trains, and they connect, and they're all like pulling on you a little bit, you know what I mean? Okay. And you're trying to go the right way, and you're trying to stay on track, and then life happens, and things get hard, and your kids don't act the way they should, and you don't act the way you should, and your husband doesn't act the way he should, and it's all like, blah, right? I mean, not Ben. Ben is great. No, I'm not talking about Ben. The, you know, the, that, that other husband out there. Okay. So we're trying to stay on track the best we know how, but sometimes we get off track. And if you're like me, I'm asking the question, what do we really want for our kids? So I'm asking you, what do we want? For our kids, kids, grandkids, the, our nieces, our nephews, what do we actually really, really want for our kids? To follow God? Does anyone have another answer? That's a good answer. To follow, it, that would like sum it up, right? How do we help them get there? We train them, right? But I've been watching, my kids haven't graduated yet, I have more time. You always have more time. I've been watching, and sometimes it doesn't seem to work. I mean, have you ever had that thought? You're like, wait, they they went to a Christian school. They were at church all the time, and then they left high school, and they just, like, ran the other way, right? What? I thought they were doing everything right. And then I don't know if you guys are like me, but I start to think, well, what if I'm not doing enough? What if I'm missing something? What if there's something more that I should be doing that I'm not doing, and I don't know what it is? right? So the good news is, 
It's actually really simple. It's just hard. Are you okay with that? All right. Good. Well, I figured since this verse, train up a child, it sounds really simple, but because it, sometimes it doesn't seem to work, that we should actually find out what does this really mean, right? So this is from Proverbs. Who wrote Proverbs? Solomon. I had the amazing opportunity to interview Solomon myself. So we are going to take a look and see what Solomon has to say. Good morning, Solomon. Good morning, Pastor Katie. I can't tell you what a blessing it is for us to have you here with us today. We have so many parents doing the best that they can to raise their kids in the right way, but sometimes it just feels like there's so many ways to train up our children. So we just thought it would be best to go straight to the source and ask you, what did it mean when you wrote originally Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go? Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking. It's simple, really. I was actually thinking about a father and a son from long ago. Do you remember Enoch? Yeah, wasn't he that guy that walked with God and then just disappeared one day? Yeah, he was a friend of God, and his son Methuselah was the oldest man to ever live. So what caused Methuselah to be so obedient and so blessed with long life? You know... I don't know. I, I think that's what we're asking is, how do we get that? Well, let me explain. The word for train up in that verse is the word Enoch. So you could say it this way, Enoch a child in the way he should go, and when he's old like Methuselah, he won't depart from it. The way this story was told to me by my dad, King David, Methuselah was so inspired by his father's obedience to God that he wanted to obey his parents and God too. He was so obedient that he lived the longest of any man in history, 969 years. Wow, that's amazing. That, that's a really yeah. long time. I mean, I've never thought about it like that. What I hear you saying is it's, it's not about just what we say or teaching the right method on how to train your child, but it's what we do and how we obey God and then inspire our kids to do the same. Yeah, that's right. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Solomon, for coming and just sharing your wisdom with yep. us today. Yeah, absolutely. Pastor Katie, thanks for bringing me on and letting me talk. You know, I probably ought to go. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I got about 700 calls from my wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you better go call her back. Yeah, got to go. Right. See you Thank later. You, Solomon. See you later. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Solomon was really cool to hang out with. Really cool. So, okay. It's like directions, right? How can I really tell you where to go if I've never been there? Right? How can I show my kids this is the way you should do this if I've never done it myself? So that's why when we look at the three things, before we train, we actually have to obey. And if you go back to Deuteronomy and you look, if you read it in order... Chapter 4, chapter 5, and then chapter 6, he's actually addressing parents first, right? Because he's saying, you obey my commands, don't forget my commands, remember to do them, and then your children and their children after them will have long life and a great, they'll have a great life and it'll be long, right? What was really cool is when I was reading through that this time, I've never really noticed the connection before, but 
You know, one of the commandments, and kids, you want to listen to this. This is really important. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. It's the first commandment with a promise. It will go well with you, and you will live a long life. It doesn't say it's the only commandment with a promise. It just says it's the first one. So God isn't asking our kids to do something that he hasn't already asked us to do. So he's saying, parents, obey these commands and you will have a long life and it will be great. And kids, obey your parents and you will have a long life and it will be great. Isn't that amazing? So I think we found the secret, you guys. We obey. We obey, and then we inspire our kids to do the same, and we bring them along with us, and we tell them when we're walking along the road, on the way to school, we tell them at night when we're eating dinner, and we do it all the time. And you don't have to have, like, a special moment for it. I mean, I think that's good. But one of the things that we did when we were leaving um, the first time we were moving (laughs) is we... Uh, You know, in the Bible, they talk about stones and how it's like a memorial so that you can remember. So we felt led to write on these stones things that God had done for us in that season. And I think I've shown you guys these before. But we just, every once in a while, we'll like close our eyes just to make it fun and like pick out a stone and be like, oh, that's when Lori's back and neck got healed at our small group. And then we tell our kids the story about that. Because most of the time they were there and they saw it happen. And then we just remember what God has done. He healed someone in our house. That was really great. And then we, we have a stone for Luke and his life scripture is on the back. And so if we pick that one out, we're like, Luke, remember your life scripture is this. And this actually makes it a little bit easier because, because I might not remember his life scripture on my own when I'm doing dishes, right? But if it's written down somewhere and I can just pick it out and close my eyes and make it fun, then that's easy, right? So that's just one thing that we can do. But there are, you check in with the Holy Spirit and then obey truth, right? And then just do what he shows you to do. And then that's what works for your family and for your kids. Okay, so I have, I want to invite my father-in-law and my husband, Ben, and my three sons to come up here. I was like, I need someone who has all the generations. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, wait, that's us. We're all here. All right, so, and then I need, I need a Jesus. Jeff, do you want, oh. <laughs> Eli, do you want to be Jesus? Okay, I need a Jesus. Okay, but you got to stand up here and be really tall. So the way I see this in my head is, Jack, John, and Luke, you guys come over here. There you go. And Papa, you can come up here first. He's the Papa. Yeah, on the stage, you have to be like bigger than all of us because you're, you know, Jesus. All right, so the way this works in our family, I'm going to share a little of our story, is this is Papa. This is Ben's dad. And he has chosen all the years of his life to obey God. Has it been perfect? You're supposed to say no. Because just like King David, his life wasn't perfect, but did he choose to obey God? And what does God say about him? He's a man after my own heart. Even though he really messed up big, he repented, came back to God, but he obeyed what God asked him to do, right? So that's a clue right there into your life. You don't have to have it all right, or well, what about all this stuff that I did or haven't done with my kids? But are you checking in with the Holy Spirit and obeying truth today? Then... 
you're good, right? So Papa has chosen to obey God. There were actual, actually several stories that Ben used to tell me. I remember watching Nana and Papa pray together and ask God, you know, what are we going to do next? And they would move places based on the word of the Lord. And that's how we learned to check in with the Holy Spirit, even about where we live. Like, where are we going to live? Are we buying a house? Are we not buying a house? Check in, ask him, obey whatever he says. And so Papa has modeled that for Ben. So Ben, so he's the, he's the engine, right? He's the engine. And then Ben is the next train car, and he's following Clayton. I'll call him Clayton. That's his real name. As Clayton follows Christ, right? And then, and then he pours out all of his wisdom into Ben, which benefits me because I'm right here with him, right? And then he turns around. You guys come on up here. Get in the train. Get more train cars. <laughs> so they come up, and they're right behind, and they're following him as he follows him who follows Christ, right? And then eventually... This guy right here became a, da- you know, a dad and a man. And, and so Papa comes to the back. He comes back here. He's still following Christ, by the way, and he's not checking out. He's on the tracks. He's staying on the tracks. But he's coming behind to encourage and push forward and pray and still pour into these guys and him. But his role is different as grandpa, right? And then Ben is looking to God and saying, help me, right? I don't know what to do. And he's checking in with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is saying, do this, don't do that. Say this to your kids, take them on adventures. Okay, no, keep them home, move here, move there, whatever. And we just obey, right? And then eventually, pretty soon, these three boys here in the middle are going to have their own homes, right? So how will they know to listen to this guy If we haven't shown them, if we haven't shown them how to do it, we can't just say, listen to this guy. Does that ever work with our kids? No, not usually. There are exceptions and they're amazing. But so then he's going to move to the back as well. And he's going to encourage. Yep. He's going to show him where to put his hands. He's going to encourage and he's going to pray. We're going to be on our knees, right? Be like, Lord, give us the grace of God there. But for the grace of God, because we can try to do this on our own, and we will not, right? And then he gets behind them, and then these three become the the man of the house, and then they have to know how to hear from God. And so no one gets to check out. No one. We all have to keep checking in with the Holy Spirit, obeying truth, and then passing it on. And then we, it's like a cycle. It just, we repeat, rinse and repeat, do the dishes, Right? Check in, obey truth, train them up, check in, obey truth, train them up. And then that's how it works in the generations. And then you don't have kings that are not following God and they're just doing whatever, what the world does. Because here's the thing. The world is in our face, y'all. The world is in our kids' faces. When I was growing up, it was like, it's out there. It's not just out there anymore. It's everywhere. And if we don't show them how to check in and obey truth, they're going to hear this message of, well, it's my truth, right? Well, it's your truth. No, there is the truth, and that is the only truth, and that is the word of God. And it is to obey 
everything that God has commanded us to do. Right? Okay, thank you guys. You can have a seat. You're awesome. And just for the record, we do, I have the best in-laws. And we have learned so much from Clay and Kathy, just watching them. I mean, it's, for, it's a whole nother sermon, really, just about the reconciliation that God has done in our family and that we're here with them ministering together. If you will check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth, he will do amazing things in your family. And I'm telling you, because we were going a different route, and when they decided to obey truth, even when we were grown, this is why I'm saying it's never too late. When they decided to obey truth, even once their kids were all grown, and come back and say, I know we did some things right, but we didn't get it right, and we repent to you. It literally, like, if we were going on the track, we were probably going on a little bit of the wrong track over here. But when they came and did that, we got back on the right track as, as a family just our own family, Ben parenting, because his parents came and said, we missed it. We're sorry. Please, this is what God says about you. Oh, okay, I can do this. And it gave him the confidence to be a dad. And you might not have that, and that's okay, because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they will do the same thing for you. Okay? All right. So here's one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, Let's go back to Deuteronomy 6. Because this is where we get to the the nitty-gritty of the training, right? I have one of these. Does anyone do, like, whittling or what do you call that? Shape metal? Forging? Forging, yes. So we have a friend, right? Is that what he calls himself? Like, a blacksmith. He made these by hand. And everything is made by hand. The wood... He found the feathers, put them in. He forged, welded this. And it it was watching some of the videos. It's a tedious process. So if you look at, can we look back at Deuteronomy 6, um, verse 6, the next one? When it says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. That word impress actually means to teach diligently or to sharpen. Okay, and what are our kids? What does the Bible say a few different verses that our kids are? They're arrows. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are your children in your youth. So you are molding and shaping and teaching them diligently, and you're peeling off all the excess that doesn't belong there. Don't check out. Don't check out and be like, they'll be fine. They're going to church. No, it is your job as parents. And yes, our job in this body for these kids in this room Like, I would love if we would just get this in our hearts and all of us be on the same page and be like, we're going to do whatever it takes to pour into the next generation so that they will shoot straight and hit the target that God intended for them, right? And we can do that. We can, as a body of believers, have a mission that these kids will put the truth in them so that when when we shoot them out into the world, that they're not swayed to the right or to the left because they know the truth. Right? And they know how to stand up for it, and they know how to hear from God because we've taught them to hear his voice and to follow it. Right? So when we impress them, when we impress God's commands on their heart, it looks like this. It's not a real nice little handprint, you know, like your kids make you when they're five. 
I mean, I love that. I love the fingerprint analogy. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's a teaching diligently. It's a sharpening. It is not a sit back and just hope it works out. All right? Okay. So it wouldn't be kids' church if we didn't play a game. Right? But right before that, let's review. We have to review. All right. Our big idea. We have to say it together. You ready? One, two, three. Don't check out. Check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth. And then how do we check in? We obey, we train, and we pray. Right? And our memory verse, wait, don't, don't put it up yet. They have to know it by now. Ready? Oh. And now you know what that means. Right? It's not just telling them what to do. It's doing it and showing them and bringing them along with you on that journey, okay? That's how we stay on track. All right, we are going to play a game for real. So I need Nathan. He's going to come up and help me. All right, here's what we're going to do. Nathan is going to draw a, whoops, wrong cup. Yeah, you can grab that one. He's going to draw a starburst out of this mug, and whatever color it is, that's the question you guys have to answer. But what I want you to do, not yet, don't move. What I want you to do after he picks this and we say the question is like break up into a small group with your family or just the people in your row, like five or six people, and then everyone answer the question. You'll have two minutes, okay? Can you all do it? Okay, so we can put the questions up. All right, pink is what is one thing you can do today to obey God or your parents? Yellow is what is the grossest thing you've ever eaten? Red, what is one of your favorite childhood memories? And if you're a child, that could be from today. And then orange is share one thing you've learned today. All right, so what color do you guys want him to draw? Yellow. 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 All right, we're going to ask Nathan first, what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? He's like too many to count. Too many to count. The grossest thing I've ever eaten, well, that I can say in public, is squid in its own ink out of a can. Yeah. It, was, it really wasn't that bad, but it was gross to everyone. I mean, it looked gross. It was salty. Okay. All right. So you guys break up into groups. You have two minutes. One, I'll say go. So find a group. You can go be in a group with your family. Everybody get in a group. Nobody gets to check out.
Jeez. <laughs> All right, how'd we do? Is anyone feeling nauseous right now? Okay, oh, Nathan gets to eat that. Yeah, good job. All right, Judah, do you wanna turn? You can draw one. Do you wanna turn? Okay, pick one. Don't look, no peeking. Red, okay. What is one of your favorite childhood memories? All right, so jump in there. Everybody share a memory. All right. Liam, do you want to have a turn? You can go last. uh, You're peeking. Okay. Orange, share one thing you've learned today. This is where it gets real. It got really quiet, guys. (laughs) 
everything we've learned today? <laughs> I don't know who that guy was. Knock your children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question, Eli. I mean, you guys already know what the last question is, but Eli wants to eat a Starburst. <gasps> Pink. All right. What is one thing you can do? I'm glad we're ending on this. What is one thing you can do today to obey God or your parents? You can think about that for a second.
All right. So good. Did everybody get a chance to answer? All right. So we're going to pray in just a second, but I really wanted to end this with just a call to action because I'm coming to this with you, not just to encourage you, but to encourage myself too, as a, as a mom, as a children's pastor, to, to truly not check out, but check in with the Holy Spirit and obey truth, but over and over and over again, everything that he says. And you know, um, we are not just training our kids to obey so that our life can be easier, even though it helps. <laughs> But we're training them to obey. Kids, we're training you to obey because one day you're going to obey God, right? And so if we don't start now, then when we send you off and we shoot you out, you're going to be like, what? God wants me to do what? I don't think so, right? Because that's kind of what happens sometimes. But if you, if you start now, and I loved what our group said, it's like if we start now actually just honoring our parents and slowing down a little bit and listening more, kids, then, then you are going to have a great life. I tell my kids this all the time. When, I, when they were little and I was disciplining, I was instructing them in the way they should go, I would say to them, I would say this, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you because I want you to have a great life and I want you to live a long time and I want you to have favor and I want you to know how to obey God when you get out in the world. Right? That because that's what we want for them, right? We said at the very beginning, what do we want for our kids? We want them to follow God. And if we want them to follow God, we've got to show them the way and we've got to tell them what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it. And like my own kids, one of the ways that I do that is to pull them up on stage and do things like this. And then they get to hear our story. So it's not, it doesn't have to be hard. We can do it all the time, all the time. So I just want you all to take a couple minutes. We're just going to sit and be quiet. And I want you just to ask the Holy Spirit, just say, how can I obey truth? How can I, where have I checked out? How can I check in and obey truth? Just, and just hear what he has to say. So we're just going to do that together. All right. So everybody close your eyes. So we're going to say, Father, we just thank you that we can hear your voice. Thank you that your voice sounds just like scripture and that it brings peace, and it brings life. So we just ask you to speak to us today and show us where we've checked out and how we can check in and obey truth. So just take a minute and listen. Father, we thank you so much for your, for your word, that it guides us. Father, I thank you that we can trust you, and that if we just acknowledge you, God, that you will make our path straight. Thank you, Father, for your truth, that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that we can take that to the bank. And Lord, I thank you that um, you made it pretty simple for us, that we can love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And by doing that, we are following your commands. So God, I ask that you would just impart this truth to everyone listening today, Lord, that you would show us what it looks like to love you with our all and to not check out, but to check in with you and be obedient. In Jesus' name, amen.